You're listening to 50 Plus a Tip, the show for strippers, ethical sluts, and other open-minded hoes. Okay, not so subtle brag, but I've been getting a lot of compliments on my skin lately, and it is 100% thanks to Truly Lifestyle Brand. Truly Lifestyle Brand is an all-natural and cruelty-free skincare company that allows your skin to become its best self. Their before and after photos are actually insane and totally speak for themselves, so you have to go check them out on their Instagram. Use code TRULYPLUSATIP for 10% off your first online order. Hey guys, it's Danny, and I am, as always now, <laughs> joined by Riley. Hello. And today is actually going to be our season two finale. And I've been debating if I was going to do 45 episodes or if I was going to screw it and do 50. But with like summertime finally kind of coming around in Vancouver, we're finally getting some nice weather. Work's picked up a bit and I want to have a social life. So we're going to, yeah, wrap up this season two now and then start it back up again probably in a couple weeks. Let's be honest. I'll probably be bored and be like, I want to do the podcast again. So it's, yeah, you'll... We'll be back with season three before you know it, but we just wanted a little bit of a break um, to enjoy our own summers. Um, But yeah, how have you been? What's new and exciting? I've been good. Um, I've been doing a lot of camping. I went to the island last weekend, which was really nice. Um, But now I'm just gearing up for finals, which will be in, I have one in a week and then one in two weeks. Do you have any plans for once you're done school for the summer? Yeah, I'm going on a nine day road trip. Um, in the Westphalia. That's exciting. Yeah. Uh, where are you going on the nine-day road trip? Uh, I think we're going to head to Kamloops. Interesting. Maybe I've gotten this wrong. Nine-day road trip to Kamloops? No, because we're going to do New Denver and then, like, two other places around there. Oh. Also, we're in a Westphalia, so it's we're going kind of slow, and we have to stop, like, <laughs> like every couple hours. <laughs> yeah. um, I was going to say, like, Kamloops is not that far. <laughs> Someone okay. lied to you. Um, you guys should, oh, I guess you can now because of, like, COVID and stuff. But I really want to do um, up, the, like, the California coast. Yeah. That's like, on your bike, that'd be sick. Yeah. I've um, I've done the California coast also in a Westphalia, and it was really amazing. I would I would do it again in a heartbeat. Yeah. Um, um, that's sick. I'm completely, like, second-guessing myself where I'm even going. <laughs> I'm just, like, where looking they, on Google Maps right now. I have no idea. Where are they taking you? <laughs> I don't know. Because I don't think it's going to take you not Even if you're, like... Maybe if you're walking to Kamloops, it's going to take you nine days. Oh, yeah, but we don't want to be driving the whole time. Like, we're going to be camping there. Yeah. But, like, you know how long it takes to take to Kelowna? Yeah. Like, it's, like, not much longer than that. Okay, yeah. No, but we're going to do Kootenai Bay, uh, New Denver, and Nelson. And we're just going to, like, camp there for a while and do some hikes and stuff. Yeah. Because our van probably wouldn't last driving nonstop for nine days. Baby steps. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of like the interior, we went to Kelowna together. We haven't even talked about that. Oh my god, do we talk about that? I don't know. It was yeah, it was an experience. Um, props to you for even coming with me because you had your exams and I literally dragged you there. Yeah. And we did hit the wineries and the wineries were really nice. That was a fun day. Yeah, I think we just need to dedicate an entire episode to the story. Yeah. Like it'll be like a story time. <laughs> yeah, it'll be a story time that we finally escaped. Vancouver, went to Kelowna, made a weekend of it with uh, some other friends. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think I'm like, I'm done with Kelowna. I've been there a little too much lately. I need a little like Kelowna 
detox. Yeah. <laughs> but um, the wineries are great out there. Highly recommend. We picked up some nice wine. Um, so, yeah, that's definitely one of the highlights mm-hmm. of Kelowna is the wineries. Yeah. Oh, speaking of getting out of town, I got a notification on my phone when I was heading to uh, Vancouver Island that a year ago we were heading back from Vancouver Island after working at the Fox before it closed. Isn't, Isn't that, that funny? Yeah. Like Jesus. literally the same time. I never go to Vancouver Island and I just happened to go like literally on the same week. That's crazy. Yeah. So those listening, the Fox was a strip joint in on the island that closed down. Like, literally right after we worked there. Yeah, like two weeks or something. It was insane. <laughs> it wasn't our fault. We didn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> the performance was so bad. <laughs> they closed the doors. Um, yeah, it was a weird little place we worked. Yeah. I think we talked about it on the on the podcast before, but that was the one where there was, like, absolutely no contact. You had to dance, like, on this weird little, like, two-by-two-foot yeah. stage in front of the person. They were social distancing before it was cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They were, they were ahead, ahead of the times. Uh, little did they know. Uh, that's crazy. That's funny how things like that happen. I feel like that happened on my snap recently. I think I was like with one of my girlfriends or something. I don't know. What the fuck was happening? I don't remember. It was something. It was very like happenstance. It was at the same yeah. time as it. And I was like, that's so creepy. I was doing the exact same thing a year ago, which I don't know if that's like a cool thing or if it's like, I need more adventure in my yeah. life. <laughs> I'm doing the same shit a year later. It, like clocks over to the new year and you're like, one more time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. I, um, I think I mentioned before that I want to try the Zen Den. So I did that, uh, yesterday, Mm -hmm. a couple days ago and did the sound bath meditation, which was cool. But you know, what's funny is I spoke on the podcast with this before when I did my, um, yoga teacher training courses and meditative courses and all that. And I'm just, I'm not granola enough for it. Like I'm just not. Yeah. So, and I have such a fucking active mind that being in meditation, I'm just, I suck at it. Like I suck at meditating. Um, so I'll sit there and like, I will think so hard about letting my mind go that like, that's all I'm thinking about is how I need to let my mind go. Like, you know, and then I'll start being like, I guess I could probably use this time for like other things. Like I should probably figure out that problem that I have. (laughs) Like, you know, like the opposite of what you're supposed to be doing. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was cool. It's a beautiful, beautiful, uh, spot there, um, in Gastown in Vancouver. Um, they have like a movement class I really want to go to. Mm-hmm. So I'll drag you there one time. So sorry. Can you just explain like what the sound bath meditation was? Yeah. So I think there's only like eight people allowed in a class. It's mm-hmm. a very like intimate setting. Be- okay. So like not because of COVID, but that's. Yeah, I think it's just, a, it's just okay. a very small room. And um, the instructor has the... It's a beautiful setup in the front. And the instructor has these, like, bowl-looking type things. And, um, and like, chimes and stuff like that. And then he'll, like, walk you through meditation. And then um, he'll, like, be doing, like, the sound stuff. So mm-hmm. if you're like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, one more time for the listeners. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it sounds like. Close your eyes. <laughs> This is podcast actually a meditative podcast now because I'm so well versed in it now. Um, but yeah, and then I like I always like you know I'm a little bit of a cynical person. You don't say. So I'm like I feel like I could do this at home by myself with like my own cups, <laughs> you know? like the rim where you're like me, you yeah, on the rim. But yeah, Just no, like was, as a kid when you get a glass, yeah, exactly. I was ahead of my time then too. I was already doing sound baths. Um, but yeah, so that was. That was cool to experience. Um, I definitely think it's something. Uh, it's really close to my place, so it's something I think I'll pop into um, when I just need to like try to turn my head off. 
whether I'm yeah. successful or not. Um, it's just that commitment of taking an hour to try and not think about whatever you were stressed about. You yeah. Know? Like even if it, if it, even if it is you thinking about how you need to turn your mind up for an hour, at least it's your time to kind of try and tune into your body and relax and yeah, definitely focus. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I think that was the that goal. Really I mean, idea. maybe I completely missed it. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, and also I'm just trying to go do things more on my own. Um, I can tend to be a very, um, like, I guess codependent, but I just, I like to have people around me for things. Like I don't, if I'm even if I know get my nails done, I'll invite someone with me. Yeah. And as I'm getting older and like my friends are starting to, you know, be in more serious relationships and they have partnerships and families and stuff. Um, you know, it's just like, as you get older, your circle gets smaller and people mm-hmm. become less available. It's just how life is. Right. So I want to still be doing all things I want to do and just maybe even start doing them on my own, which has been a big step for me. So my goal for this week is to go, there's this really nice, um, seafood place with like a really gorgeous patio on the water. And I'm like, I'm just going to go there when I have free time this week and just like sit on the patio by myself and just like not touch my phone. So I'm not like using my phone as a distraction. I'm not like talking to my phone and just like being my own thoughts and like enjoy a nice meal. Um, so if y'all see me sitting alone, that's not because I got stood up. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it is kind of weirdly intimidating to like do things by yourself. I think it's weirdly intimidating to do things by yourself because you feel like other people think that something's gone wrong for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they think you have no one else. Yeah. Like, it's not an op. It's not, it wasn't by choice. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I think, too, our society also puts such, like, um, such an importance on, like, finding your soulmate, Mm -hmm. like, having kids, like, always being, like, in this, like, community-style thing where you're always having other people that yeah when we see people alone we're like oh no one wants them yeah. <laughs> like you know so yeah I'm definitely challenging myself in that way um or I'm, I'm gonna start trying to yeah no I love that I'm very pro doing stuff by yourself I've gotten kind of bad at it now but um yeah I used to go um for food by myself or to the movies by myself or everything <laughs> <laughs> sex by <laughs> myself <laughs> <laughs> You were just very sad. Honestly, for four years, I just dated myself. That's good, though. Like, I've, you know me, I'm, like, all about my cheesy quotes and stuff, but they say, like, that's the best way to be, like, in a healthy relationship later on is to, like, take yourself on dates and, yeah. like, you know, like, spoil yourself in that way. Um, but, yeah. Um, what else has happened this week? I got a weird-ass email. Um, obviously, I have my I have my dancer email mm-hmm. that I use, um at the club or whatever if I don't want people to have my phone number if I don't have like a burner phone and um I got an email from a man and the title was emailing a dancer <laughs> okay very to the point <laughs> yeah it's very like dear sugar like I don't want you, if you know that it was like an advice column like a while back oh okay and they'd be like you know like dancing with danger or like you know, like just like emailing a dancer as like the subject title thought it was funny anyways he's like we used to talk a couple years ago. Okay, clearly we didn't talk that much, so I literally can do not recognize his name at all. And it's like a first and last name. We used to talk a couple years ago, wondering if you're still in Vancouver. COVID kind of killed the clubs for a while there, but I'm wondering if you're back at work. Or maybe you'd be interested in making some money dancing for me somewhere else? Question mark. Haha. Let me know. Also, if you don't remember me, I was the Hawkeye dressed in the suit with a big dong in my pants. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much. 
many things problematic with this. One, I don't even, I rem- don't remotely recognize this person's name. Did so, like, clearly we didn't talk for too much, in too much depth. Like, you weren't that memorable. I'm sorry. Um, and then also, like, maybe you're interested in dan- making some money dancing for me somewhere else. Like, it's so ambiguous. And I'm like, what, in, like, a creepy dark alley where you put me in a body bag? Like, yeah. where, are we, where are we going? Um... Yeah, and then, like, the question mark, haha, don't. (laughs) Also, just the fact that if you think that, what was it, the the hot guy dressed in a suit with the big dong on my pants, like, everyone in the club thinks that that, that they're a person, and I guarantee you there's two people a year who fit that description. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And they're pretty memorable if they're spending money. Yeah, and they're probably not going to describe themselves that way. So even just, like, that sentence, like, I'm the hot guy. Okay, we'll just ask you. Wow. Like, yeah. Like, I I just think it's the same as, like, with money and wealth. Like, anyone who talks about how much money and power, or, sorry, money and wealth, money and power they have, if they have to, like, proclaim that a lot, they probably are poor and powerless. Like, you know? So someone would be like, I'm so hot. Don't protest too much. 100% (laughs) Shakespeare. Um, So, yeah. So, hot guy dressed in in the suit lies. Um, and then with a big dong in my pants. One, who the fuck says dong? Secondly, like, where else would it be? Like, that that was a description you didn't need to have. Like, mm-hmm. it's like my big tits under my shirt. It's like, well, where else would your tits be? <laughs> like, on your back? Well, like, depending on how old you are, like, my big knees. tits down to my waistband. Yeah, true. But yeah, my big dong in my pants. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah, I'm sorry. I don't know who you are. So I'm, I'm probably not going to reply to you. Also, but <laughs> if you ask someone that she knows, I'm so sorry that we just made fun of you for the last three minutes. <laughs> I'm not. Did I think have, nothing back. If you have a, if you have a first and last name, did you have like a little stalk on Instagram or Facebook? Honestly, I just didn't even care enough to, but we'll do that after this. And yeah. I'm watching it be like an ex of mine, but go fuck. But <laughs> we'll just cut all of this part out. <laughs> I will edit all of this. Um, yeah, I just thought that was so funny. But hey, cheers to me that like, <laughs> I was on his mind because I did not even know who the fuck this yeah. person is. But it's so it's like same with like serving, like people you serve, people you like dance for or whatever. They remember you, and I barely ever barely ever remember them. But because like I see so many people, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that like they're all just blend together. But you're like the like the dancer they got a lap dance from in the at the brandies or at whatever. Which is so funny because like I mean obviously like if you're gonna serve you know, six tables, nine tables a night. Probably not nine tables. You're an excellent server if you're serving like nine tables. Really? My old um my old place I used to work, it was like hell. Yeah. And our sections were eleven tables and they were always full. Oh my god. Uh, it was like slavery. It was an, I've never was like, I've never done serving. I don't know. I'm just like honestly talking out of my ass right now. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> go on. Um, but like, you know, you have six to eleven tables every night and everyone on that table has one server, like of course you're gonna remember the yeah. server. But in saying that, I remember when I was at the club and a girlfriend of mine, Dylan, who was working with me, she's Australian. Um she was like, uh, I had worked the previous night and then she was working the night after me. I wasn't there. And I guess someone just came up to her and said, Oh, like Riley and then gave her $10 so obviously how dare she (laughs) I mean whatever but like obviously even the people that we dance for don't really remember us you know oh god especially when I have my black hair right so like 
obviously, like, I always joke, like, I want people to just acknowledge me as, like, tits, lips, and lashes. Like, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's all I want you to see when you look at me, which I'm pretty on, like, I'm pretty on brand with that. <laughs> but um, there's obviously quite a few other girls in the industry in my club that have, like, long black hair, big lips, big lashes, and big breasts. And there's one girl in particular that everyone confuses me for. Like, and, and like, she'll be on stage, and I'll be, like, walking around the room, and they'll call me by her name, and it's like... Okay, clearly not, sir. Like, she's on stage. Like, literally, she's standing in front of us. Like, using this some, like, weird, like, portal dimension where I'm, like, everywhere and nowhere. It's like, like Spider-Man meme. Like, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. Yeah, it's so weird. Um, but, yeah, so I get confused for her all the time. Um, and I used to always deny it, but now I was like, fuck, I need to start capitalizing on her hard work. So I need to, like, start taking, taking that dance. Um but yeah, so no, I'm sorry, emailer. I don't don't know who the fuck you are. Okay, so like we said, this is the season two finale and wrap up. So what has been uh, your best your best moments um, this season since you've been unfortunately a big part of it? <laughs> uh, promoting myself to co-host, <laughs> forcing myself on you all. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> That's like I was talking. Who was I talking to recently? Again, my bad memory. Yeah. I was talking to someone recently, and I was like, "Oh yeah, like uh, my friend, my friend Riley." And they're like, "Oh yeah, does she like does she come on your podcast sometimes with you?" And I was like, in my head, I was like, "Fucking every time." <laughs> I was like, here and there. <laughs> Can't get rid of her. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, it's not like you ask me every I time. <laughs> I've never asked you in my life. <laughs> Delete the message. Yeah. <laughs> Every week it's, hey, babe, what time can you record? I want you to feel included. <laughs> and as I said, I'm codependent. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, what has been my best, my personal best moments on this podcast? Um, Since you're the shining light of the show. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess I'd answer with like what I think the most important parts that we've talked about and also my favorite parts would be, and we've said this on the podcast so much, is it is so, so important to keep savings or a nest egg. Like we have seen that this um, this year definitely. But, you know, we talked about it last season on the podcast too. Like when you start dancing or when you start a job, you have to start saving. Like sex work is unpredictable anyway and you can just lose your job because... Someone doesn't oh, like you. Yeah, like, someone doesn't like you or you talk to the wrong person, whatever. So if you don't have that savings, then you're fucked. And, like, it's happened to every industry this year. So that's super important. And, again, I'll say it, do your taxes. Like, you couldn't apply for CERB if you didn't do your taxes or aren't going to do your taxes. Um, so that's really important, too. Like, these are things that we've been preaching from the very beginning. Um, in terms of favorite moments, I think probably Sarah Kelly and Becca's um, episode was one of my favorites to do, just because yeah. it was something so different and it really bridged that you know gap between I guess what started mainly as a sex worker podcast and has kind of you know we've we've both watched it transform into more of a women's empowerment and sexuality podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that was episode forty-four. <clears throat> yeah, transgender. And, um, I mean, your lap dance class was really great as well. I know we, we did that and we talked about that on the podcast and, um, also just having, you know, being a part of this 
podcast and um, you know having the news reach out to us and we also did that interview on what was it Twitch Um, Yeah. yeah and it's just been really I've been really humbled and really privileged to be able to kind of speak out on sex workers rights and I know I'm such a new um, sex worker and a new dancer but yeah I don't know I just think that that's really cool and yeah through you and through the podcast I've made those first steps into kind of becoming a sex worker advocate and that's been really I don't know awesome definitely yeah. proud of you thanks mm-hmm. um what about you what's been your shining moments uh yeah so I agree with everything you said my lap dance courses are always um, a highlight for me because I just love I love teaching. It's always mm-hmm. been a passion of mine. I grew up dancing, so anytime I'm in a room with people and I'm teaching people how to move their bodies and connecting with people and be able to joke around and see people get more comfortable in their skin, like that's like chef's kiss, beautiful. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's one of my highlights all the time. And uh, the connections I've been able to make with other people has been great. So being on different podcasts and having great conversations with people. So this past season, I was able to join forces with Intellectual Erection, um, It's Wild podcast, Yes, a Stripper podcast, Running Wild with Christine podcast, and then like you mentioned, you and I spoke with Nicole Hodges on Twitch. So I think that's just always awesome to see how many different doors open mm-hmm. um, once you start putting your voice out there and you start just seeing how you know, other black sheeps kind of find you. And then it's like, hey, like, you're an unapologetic hoe or you are you have something to say, like, let's join forces. And I, I love that. Yeah, so I think that's awesome to kind of join forces with, with like-minded people um, and open-minded people. So that's always a highlight to me to meet new people like that. And then with regards to the actual episodes themselves, mm. episode uh, 24 with Libby and Greg on their... Um, their swinging relationship, which they term uh, sluttissance. And um, because that's something that a lot of people have asked me about is, you know, how, how polyamorous relationships work. I mean, you have spoken that a lot before about yeah. open relationships. And they were just, one, they're adorable together and they really seem to have like a lot of respect and love for each other. And they're very open with their relationship with us, which mm-hmm. I think I think is, takes a level of vulnerability to be like that. Because you, you never know how people are going to receive it. So, that was a really cool episode um, for me. I really enjoyed that one. And then episode 34, Sasha Lee speaking about um, pregnancy in sex work and a motherhood and becoming a new mother for the first time and a wife. Uh, one, I'm a huge fan of Sasha Lee. I think she's a, a, a gem. I think she's such a sweetheart. But a lot of people really resonated with that uh, episode. I had a lot of people write in about it. And she's very well-spoken, very kind, very lovable. And then just to prove to people, you know, that sex work doesn't make you this Madonna whore complex is bullshit. And, you know, you can be an amazing mother, an amazing wife, and um, and still be a successful sex worker. And I really enjoyed that episode and speaking with her. We've had some really good episodes. Like, it's just been very... Just ask us. <laughs> just ask us. <laughs> no, are amazing. I feel like this season we've really branched out to a bunch of different revenues. Like you said, you know, we spoke to, um, Sarah and Becca, um, you know, as a transgender woman and, and her daughter and Libby and Greg polyamorous couple and a, a new mom. And yeah, it's just been really cool to watch the podcast expand in that, in the, in those directions, you know, definitely. Yeah. Um, continuing with my favorite episodes, 
Um, no, no, no. <laughs> Jump in. Um, yeah, episode 36 was with Gemma May and the Virtual Strip Club. I love watching people be um, take initiative and, and be creative, especially with just in our industry, you have to think on your feet fast and you have to be open to new ways of making money and be your own businesswoman and be, you know, a good entrepreneur. And Gemma May um, did an awesome job on seeing that there was a need for it, especially with the coronavirus and, and COVID and closures and all that, and opening that portal for people to keep making money and keep entertaining and keep doing what they love. Plus, she's a sweetheart and very well-spoken. So that was another one of my favorite episodes. Um, my three remaining favorite episodes were episode 38 with Sassy Cassie, who was a dancer and a little person. Uh, one, she's hilarious. Uh, we had quite quite some good laughs on that episode together. But also just, again, I love people embracing who they are unapologetically and just, you know, proving people wrong and, um, and especially in the face of adversity. And, you know, she's explained that it wasn't easy coming up as a little person and then going into um, and stripping. But, you know, she's always smiling. She's always making the most of it. And she's created a successful career for herself. So... That was a really cool perspective to have. Mm-hmm. Really enjoyed speaking with her. And then episode 39, A.M. Davies. Uh, she's such a powerhouse for feminism and for sex workers' rights, and she's doing amazing things in um, in the area of fighting for sex workers and um, trying to get unionization and everything. And not to mention <clears throat> overcoming the fact that she's um, lost a part of her foot and recently she had did the um, below the knee amputation and she's still she's very vulnerable online about that and that that journey but she's someone who just she's still you know getting out there and she's dancing all the time on the pole and she's pushing um, pushing herself to still do everything she loves and I think that's so inspirational but yeah just especially the way she is constantly fighting for uh, sex workers rights is um, so admirable. So that was a really, really thought-provoking interview as well. And then lastly, that you've mentioned, episode uh, 44 with Rebecca and her father, Sarah. Uh, I think that was great. One, because I do have several, or we have several transgender individuals that listen to the podcast and I'm in constant communication with them. But like I always say, you know, I try not to talk on things that I personally don't know because that's not mm-hmm. that's not fair. So to be able to bring in someone who's had similar experiences to these other transgender individuals who could kind of be a little bit of a light for them, because I know some of the people that write in, they're just starting their transition and they're really scared about how, how to have those conversations with friends and family. So to bring someone on who's done that transition and especially to bring in a family member with them who did who went through that transition with them. Um, the feedback I got was really, really positive that, um, that it gave hope for these other people. And that I love that. I love that we can connect that for other people. And like the whole point of this podcast was to show people, you know, your sexuality or who you are, as long as you're a consenting adult, as long as you're not hurting anyone, there's no shame in, in your sexuality or your identity. And, um, and I think, I think we're doing a good job on like getting some amazing people on the show that that can help with that, help get that message out. Yeah. And you know, um, if you have ideas of, you know, the types of people, um, that you want on the show, like reach out to us and we can try and do the best that we can to bring them on or bring someone in who will be able to speak on those topics better than we can. You know, we want to, 
We want to hear the people. <laughs> you are going so good there. I know. You can just cut out that. <laughs> uh, probably not. <laughs> I like to keep your fuck ups in. Uh, but, but no, yeah, no, exactly what Riley just said is, you know, if there's something, a topic you want to get covered or someone you want to hear speak, definitely message DM 50 plus a tip on Instagram and be like, Hey, I have, I've heard of this person here. Do you think you get in contact with them? Do you think they'd be on your show? Or I really want your opinion on this topic. I want to hear someone who's educated on this topic. Uh, hit us up because you know, the, as much as this podcast is great for us to kind of debrief and unload and connect with you guys, we also want it to be, um, a two way conversation where you are also getting what you want out of the podcast and you're getting, you know, um, your voice is heard and your questions answered. So definitely hit us up. Um, speaking of questions answered and voices heard, we have quite a few listener questions and comments this week. Brilliant segue. Thank you. I'm so, I'm so uh, <laughs> that was not planned at all. It really wasn't. It wasn't even in my notes. Uh, so yeah. So the first listener message was. Just listen to your last episode. You read my constructive criticism. Keep eating burgers. I have no problem with that one. Yeah. <laughs> because I was like always on my, um, my phone was always ringing before. Oh yeah. It would vibrate and it was in the, in the podcast. Yeah. And then I think that, yeah, the episode that, um, you read that criticism. Yeah. Of, you were like mid eating a burger. <laughs> I'm like, well, and now I'm, and now I'm like slurping on like a Starbucks drink. I'm like, <laughs> like, you know what? You gotta just like take the lesser of two evils. Okay. okay. Um, <laughs> at the end of the day, it's just us drinking coffee and shit talking. Okay. It really is. That's why you're here. So <laughs> embrace it. Uh, next question. Hey, Danny, I don't mean to bother you, but also, okay, you guys are never bothering me, <laughs> so you don't even need to say it. Um, I don't mean to bother you, but I had a couple questions for you. Before Corona happened, I was really wanting to start dancing and was planning on taking pole lessons, but that has since been shut down. I'm still really wanting to get into stripping, but I have no idea where to start. Do you have any suggestions? I'm willing to put the work in and the effort in. Stay safe. Thanks. So, do you want me to go, or you can, you can take um, it from the start? I, yeah, so... I think it depends where you're dancing and uh, what you want to be doing. So, for example, in Vancouver, uh, lap dances and... Do you know where this person's from? No. Okay. So, in Vancouver, you know, you have your lap dances uh, and your stage shows. So, if you want to get into stripping on the stage, then definitely, you know, take pole lessons. That'll be really um, helpful. But you you should also take um, lap dance courses or erotic floor work um, because at the end of the day like you can pull as many tricks on the pole as you want but if you can't get that flow or that movement as well and there's no stage presence then your um, your performance will fall flat so while pole tricks are really cool um, they're really just an add-on to uh, your erotic floor work or uh, stage presence or whatever else you can bring um, if you want to do lap dances or VIP um, which is just you go around the floor and you sell time or you sell, sell lap dances, then you don't particularly need um, pole work. And um, if you want to, you could look into taking lap dance courses or, again, erotic floor, like erotic floor work just to kind of uh, get used to moving your body in that way. Um, and then I would just start going to uh, strip clubs. 
like once they open again especially you know have a look at what the girls are wearing have a look at uh, what the girls looks are like you know every club has kind of a different look um have a look at um you know what the girls are doing on stage if you're if you're looking for that um and then when you go to an interview if you go to an interview for a club be prepared you know um have the have a similar look or change your look a little bit so that you fit in with that club and give them no reason to not hire you mm-hmm. no and I would echo most of the things you say um definitely if there are clubs like um if there are studios that are open near your house I would highly recommend you take some pole classes and definitely take a lap dance class um, depending on, like, like Riley said, where you live, you might not ever go on stage, but it definitely is nice to take some lap dance courses, get like the basics down. Um, even just if, if you have like five little tricks in your pocket, um, especially when you're nervous, if you can just kind of go back to those, those five simple moves, um, super helpful. And right now, especially where we are, at least clubs are tough to get into because, half of them aren't open and the other half are not taking any new girls so you might not it's not even a representation of like how much they want to hire you it's literally like they're not hiring anyone right now Mm -hmm. so if that is the case where you're living I would highly recommend you trying to see if there's possibly private gigs you can work for so like bachelor parties stags bachelorettes uh things like that it's a good way of still transitioning into stripping because you are stripping but it's in a a very like it's a much smaller environment than a club, and um, it's a good way to practice your moves and also practice talking to people. Because I think like that's honestly like, the hardest thing that people get into when they get into the industry is knowing how to sell and how to be friendly and how to have this like bubbly persona. Um, so it's great practice for that. So if you can get into like doing some big gigs like that, some private gigs on the side, that's a great stepping stone. And then also like please, please, please. In your free time, go buy some pleasers or whatever brand of stripper shoes that are available in your area and walk around your house in them um, and dance in them because it's nothing more of a telltale sign when I see girls walking in pleasers and like their like knees look like they're going to buckle and I'm like, okay, you're very new. Like you have no clue how to walk in these heels. So definitely like before you even start trying to dance, um, bring some home, walk around your house, then get confident in walking in heels and then dancing in heels. Um, yeah, and I would recommend practicing in stripper heels because they are different than your regular heels. And then also listening to um, podcasts. Like listening to this podcast, I have um, done several episodes on baby stripper tips. I've interviewed baby strippers. So definitely give those episodes a listen. If you're trying to find the episode, if you go on to, um, well, anything, I have the descriptions always in them. But if you're on Instagram, since this person DM me, if you go into one of the highlights, it's called episodes and you click through all of the episodes are listed in order with the description of them. So you can very easily find what you're looking for and what episode it's in. And then all the episodes are always up. I don't take them down. So, um, on Spotify, Stitcher, Google play, Google podcast, and www.50plusatip.com. And, um, and look for other sex worker podcasts that might give you some tips and other sex worker Instagrams as well. That would be my definite um, advice. Yeah. yeah. I mean, some clubs will also give you a couple lessons when you first start. 
um, depending on where you live. And also, uh, if you want the confidence to just get up in a group of people, um, there's also amateur strip shows that you could, or amateur strip competitions, which are just usually held at um, a bar or a club and uh, just complete newbies get on stage and there's usually some sort of prize but you know it's a great first kind of introduction of how it made you feel um how confident you were uh if you get stage fright anything like that so i mean i'm sure they're not open at the moment but those are things to definitely look out for once uh covid lifts Mm -hmm. and obviously take my lap dance course if you're locally i'm hoping to do a local one in person um within the next couple months if covid closures don't happen again um, otherwise I'll do another online one. So look out for that being posted as well. Good luck. And for sure, write us in if you actually, once you start getting into the industry, you have more questions and you can't find the answers elsewhere. Yeah. Uh, next question. Can you define a sex worker? Is a sugar baby included? So I get asked this all the time because I always use the term sex worker. And like I've said before, sex worker is an umbrella term I use for any woman in the sex industry. So that includes stripper, escort, prostitute, a dom, a submissive professionally, um, a sugar baby, a cam girl, an OnlyFans model, a porn star, um, etc. So to me, sex work is just an umbrella term for all that. And with with a sugar baby, sugar babies are, are really are another term for an escort because an escort is someone who's being compensated for their companionship so um an escorting sex doesn't need to be included um the differentiation between prostitution is a prostitution a sexual act is included and that's what you're being uh, compensated for so if you're going out for dinner dates with someone and he is buying you purses um yes nowadays everyone calls it a sugar baby but you're you really are an escort you are getting something a purse for companionship the dinner date so um I know sugar babies like to think they're, you know, not a sex worker because they don't want to be labeled like that. But that's just the, the facts. <laughs> yeah, especially if, you know, the, he's paying or he or she is paying your bills or your rent or giving you an allowance. I, any way that you want to look at it, you are receiving m- like monetary Com- compensation mm-hmm. for your time, your companionship. And yeah, it doesn't always have to be sexual. Um, but it is still under the umbrella of sex worker. Mm-hmm. Next question. Hey, first, thank you so much for finding time to read this. I know you're super busy, so I'm appreciative of the time you've taken to read this and hopefully reply. I'm listening to your podcast regularly, and I want to ask about the Zoom pole contortion classes you provide. How may I be able to enroll if you have openings? I'm attempting to increase my performance skills. Also, sorry my phone accidentally video called you. Lol, thanks again for reading and have an amazing rest of your weekend. Yeah, I woke up and there was like a video call from a random person. I was like, no. (laughs) But that's okay. It was an accident. I get it. Um, So I'm glad that you're listening to the podcast and hopefully you're enjoying it and you're getting something out of it. Um, At the moment, I'm not teaching classes regularly um, in person because obviously... Uh, COVID, you know, kind of uh, stunted that a bit. So that's been put on hold, but I have every intention of once the COVID kind of lightens up a bit and I can do bigger classrooms and I can rent bigger spaces, I will um, hopefully be putting them on more regularly, um, once a month, maybe once every two weeks, and maybe also even just a like continual thing. So like a five week or five week kind of workshop once Mm -hmm. a week or something like that. Um, I'll see what the demand is and see where the interest lies in people. 
But um, yeah, the responses from people have been so great that I I love that there is um, a desire to take the classes. I fully appreciate that. I'm glad you guys are getting something out of it. Um, with regards to the Zoom ones, um, they're great for people that are out of town. So I might still try to put those on once um, once in a while, just so people that aren't local can still be a part of it and still get something out of it. Um, but yeah, that's still just kind of in the works at the moment. And I, um, I always post them on my Instagram at five zero plus a tip Instagram. So I'll always be posting that. If you ever wondering if classes are coming up, I'll be making sure those, those are posted when I have dates set and, um, and links to where to get tickets. So definitely keep your eyes peeled for those announcements. And, um, yeah, I'd love to have you in the class. Next question. Hi, Danny. I discovered your podcast recently and I'm really enjoying it. I'm a baby stripper who worked only two shifts in the U.S. before coronavirus shut down all the clubs. I'm about to move to Belgium and hope to strip there and was wondering if you know anything about the system, about how the system works differently. For example, tipping is less of a cultural staple in general overseas, so how does this apply to strip clubs? I often read that strip clubs over there use champagne system. What does that exactly mean? And finally, how do you get into VIP dancing? The club where I danced never mentioned this or pretended it was even an op or presented it as an option. I'm also not entirely sure what it even means. Does it refer to home visits or private parties booking the club? I'm also interested in burlesque and circus dance, so I was wondering how many years of training and experience is necessary for that. I think you mentioned before that you know some sex workers who dance circus as well. Thank you, and I look forward to listening more. Um, I looked at dancing when I was in Germany, both in Germany and Denmark. And the feedback I got, like the feedback I got from that, was that you have to be either a citizen of um, those particular countries or a citizen of the EU in general. Um, it's kind of like the same in Canada or America. Like if you're not a citizen there, then you can't uh, do sex work, basically. And I think that's probably a lot to do with the taxes because it's such cash-based work. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure if it's the same for Belgium, but I would look up, um, I mean, there's also clubs that might take you on anyway, but, um, yeah, I'm not really sure to be honest. What did, do you have any more information? Yeah. So I personally have no experience working, um, in that part of overseas, but I am familiar with, um, other areas like the States and you can't work there unless you're on a working visa or you're a citizen, just like you said. I mean, of course, there's always ways people go under the table or whatnot. Um, do I recommend it? No, because it's such a big risk and I just, is it, is it worth it? Are you going to make enough money that the, the risk that maybe you get caught, I don't know if you're going to face jail time, a huge fine, like you really have to balance that in your head um, if, that, if that risk is worth it. Um, I personally would probably think not, but I did put out to my listeners, um, because I have listeners from, from Europe and all over the world. So, um, one of them recommended an Instagram called at the strip tease agency, um, to check them out because they book clubs all over the world and her Instagram highlights show some payment information and options, uh, at different clubs overseas. So maybe throw her a follow and see what, if she's posted about Belgium before, or if she's posted anything that might be helpful to you. And then a girlfriend of mine, you also asked about burlesque and, um, and training. So a girlfriend of mine here is big in burlesque. And she said that 
there is a place in Berlin called the Shimmy Shake School. And to maybe give that a look into that you might be able to take some classes there regarding burlesque. And um, again, we're not sure if, sure if that's open since COVID is going on, but it could be a place to start. Even if you maybe message their Instagram and see if they know any other recommendations for you, um, that might be someone good to be in contact with as well. Or if they're doing online courses at the moment, you know, if you're stuck wherever you are. Yeah, for sure. Um, your next question was about the champagne room. So champagne rooms are commission-based. So um, not just selling dances, but selling bottles as well and selling time. So it's expected that you're going to sell uh, glasses, preferably bottles of champagne or other things to aid in the selling of dances. And obviously keeping in mind like the drunker a client is, potentially the more dances they're going to sell. So it's really a win-win. And it's quite normal in Europe for it to be like that and in, in the States, and then you get a portion of the champagne sales as well as the dances you sold. So it's almost like you're kind of like pushing liquor sales as well. Mm-hmm. And then also like with the champagne room, it's the same idea as like a VIP room. It's, it's more private. Um, it's not like on the main floor of the area. And then to answer her question about VIP, um, how do you get into VIP? That's obviously dependent on where you're dancing. If usually if you're not a stage dancer, you're going to be a VIP dancer. So you're selling private dances, um, or table dances or whatever. Um, you're not going up on the stage and and doing that way. Yeah. I mean, I know a lot of clubs, not in Vancouver, if you, everyone takes a turn on the stage. So then you're just a dancer. Like if everyone's just rotating through the VIP girls, basically, then that's just a dancer. You're not specific for the set stage and you're not specific only for lap dancers. Mm-hmm. You can definitely do both, yeah. And then with regards to your burlesque and circus questions, I reached out to um, Jennifer Summer Ashley on Instagram. She's a girlfriend of mine who uh, does do circus performance in that. And her response was, I just kind of sent her your question, said, hey, babe, do you have anything to add to this? And her response was, I love it. So experience really varies. I've been dancing since I was a child and picked up circus acts at some point as an adult, but some dancers have next to no experience and they're phenomenal performers. It's more about how stage ready you feel as an individual. Hope that helped. If the person has any more questions, they can totally DM me if they want. So Jennifer Summer Ashley on Instagram, and she is very knowledgeable in the field of circus performing and dancing. So definitely throw her a message. She's uh, more than willing to help. I also reached out to my girlfriend, uh, Sia, who has a podcast of her own on Instagram, at Strip by Sia, and her response was, absolutely no dance or movement experience is needed. If you desire to pursue a professional career in circus, i.e. Cirque, Vegas, etc., however, it's recommended that you start doing acrobatic experience when you're a child, unless you have a real niche act. So um, I think kind of what you're saying is you just want to be able to throw in some circus stuff, um, performative arts, while you're performing on stage. And yeah, no, no experience is needed for that to go take a course. Um, always just call studios ahead of time to make sure. Um, I highly recommend that people don't do a class above, um, above their experience because you can get hurt, um, especially when you're taking contortion and things like that. Contortionists have been training since they were children. They, they know how to move their body in safe ways. So there's no shame in taking a beginner's course as an adult better to learn slowly and be safe with your body than to do any damage to yourself. Again, I also reached out to another friend of mine who does burlesque here in Vancouver, and her response was, 
Burlesque, you can start at any age or level of skill. I highly recommend the Vancouver Burlesque Company. It's owned by amazing women who work hard to support POC and donate partial funds to BLM or associated local organizations. My favorite teacher is Portia Favreau. Her classes are generally for experienced dancers. The chair on top is she does beginner classes all the way up to advanced. So if you are local, anyone listening, um, the Vancouver Burlesque Company is apparently a really great place to, uh, to check out as well. Um, yeah, I feel like that hopefully answered the good amount of your question. If you have any other questions, obviously hit us up with them. Yeah, and I think it's dependent on exactly um, what yeah, Jennifer Summer actually said. You know, it's how stage-ready you feel, you know. There's some people who've been dancing for five years and just don't have the same stage present as someone who's been dancing for one. So I don't think that it's specific for the years of experience that you have. If you do uh, audition at a, at a um, club and you want to throw that in, you know, it's, you're going to be based on that audition and your performance rather than how many years experience you have. Oh, hundred percent. I've, I grew up dancing and I've seen people who dance since they were children and they still are like, like, Bambi on like ice like and you're like what is happening and I've seen girls who have never taken dance class in their life but the fluidity with which they move is like amazing mm-hmm. so it's, a lot of it is just like a natural skill and then so yeah the years of experience for a lot of people it doesn't always translate um, so yeah there's no shame in ever starting something at an older age or learning new skill and like um, CS said there like even learning like a niche thing like if you can learn how to like play with fire or things like that or like hoop play and stuff like that like mm-hmm. that will really help you stand out as well but yeah so that's pretty much all the questions we had um anything you want to add Riley? uh just thank you guys for the support and listening and questions and feedback it's been awesome it's been a hoot Yeah, no, thank you everyone um, for listening and for writing in and um, thank you so much to all the guests we had. It's been an absolute pleasure getting to know you and and having you share your voice and your stories. Uh, We can't thank you enough for that. And like we like I said earlier, all the episodes from season one, season two, I don't take them down. They're all available on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Google Podcasts and www.50plusatip.com and keep in mind guys like we're still here um i'm always on the instagram page so just because we're not going to be recording for the next little bit doesn't mean that we won't get back to you or that we don't want to hear from you uh, make sure you're still messaging us we get lonely <laughs> um but yeah so even if you have questions i will uh, i'll i'll message you back and answer but then i might still steal that for season three um first episode and i'll answer all the questions there so definitely feel free to throw me some material um yeah and like we said if you have people you recommend for us to get in contact with to have on the show uh please please throw that information our way we'd love to hear from you who you want to hear from um yeah i think that's pretty much it riley um where can people find you you can find me at vancity riley on instagram and where can people find you as always, you can find me at 50plusatip on Instagram or email me at 50plusatip at gmail.com. And make sure you have to slide in the DMs, email, questions, uh, comments. We love getting them. And uh, yeah, obviously, a huge shout out and thank you to the sponsors for this season. Uh, make sure to check them out. 
We have Temptations Avenue Laundry, which is a Canadian-owned laundry brand with a variety of styles, ranging from sexy and wild to demure and sweet. Check them out on Instagram at Temptations Avenue and use our discount code TIP25 to get 25% off your entire order. That's TIP25 for 25% off. And make sure to use code TRULY plus a TIP for 10% off your first online order of those amazing skincare products at Truly Lifestyle Brand. Thank you so much for listening to the season of 50 Plus a Tip. Have a wonderful week. And happy hoeing. Bye. Bye.